0: Welcome to the Ballsy Broadcast. I'm your host, Renee Sager. I help career-driven women, go-getters, and you self-proclaimed type A control freaks that I love, who've outgrown who they used to be, get clear on who they are and what they want now in their life and business. Each week, I will bring you the insights and individuals that will challenge your old ideas of who you think you should be, a dose of reality to get you out of overwhelm and into action, and ultimately move you into a bolder and ballsier version of yourself. If you are someone that appreciates raw and real conversation that actually moves the needle in your life and business, you found the right spot. Hello there. Welcome back. Excited to be here. I am having a great morning and it's actually not morning. It's officially 1217, but it's morning for me because my life and schedule are all kind of wonky and crazy and all over the place right now, but my morning... Started off exactly like I want it to every day. It's my favorite, favorite way to start every single day. And that was I got up, I had coffee, I had breakfast, I went for a run. It was, it is super sunny out. It's like 70. And now I'm sitting down, I'm sweaty, I just finished my run and I get to record my podcast and this is my favorite routine for the mornings. Every single time I'm running, I'm always thinking of you and my clients and and you know what I'm working on or what I'm going through and it's my favorite way to kind of gain inspiration and then I just come back, I sit down for 20 minutes or however long it takes me, and I just get to talk to you and everything that I was thinking about on my run, I get to come here and capture it all and publish it. And it's just ideal. It is just an ideal morning, and I love it, and I hope yours is going good as well. Okay, I had a couple different topics come to my mind when I was out there running, but I think I want to do why intuitive eating isn't working for you because of an experience i had last night. So it's still really fresh in my brain. But this is a question i often get from clients when we first start working together is maybe they've either never heard of intuitive eating or they've they've heard of it, they've tried it and it hasn't worked for them. Or i guess there's a third option too, but i try and kind of beat this one To the punch, it's if you do start working with me and you go through the online stuff that I have for you and you come back to a call and you say, you know, okay, I I went through it, I read it, I listened to it, I did the worksheets, and it's just it's not working for me. This is why intuitive eating is not working for you. So first, I'm gonna tell you what happened for me last night. So last night okay, no, yesterday, excuse me. The day before yesterday, that night was terrible sleep-wise. The baby was up. He wouldn't stop crying. I mean, it was a nightmare. I was exhausted. I got up at like 4, 15, and then I went back to sleep once David caught up and took a nap until 8, 15 in the morning. And so I, I never get up that late in the day. And so my whole day was just off kilter. And I was just exhausted. This was on Easter morning. And we were running errands. You know, we did Easter stuff in the morning. We did some errands in the afternoon. And when we were coming home, it was like six o'clock almost. And I was a little bit hungry, but not really. Like probably in about an hour, I think I would be hungry. And we had just left the store. We were heading home. And David and Henry wanted to stop and get Steak and Shake. I don't really like Steak and Shake. It's okay. Shake Shack is delicious. Culver's is delicious. Steak and shake is is okay. Um, And so we were going through the drive through and David asked me, do you want anything? And I looked at the menu and nothing looked good. It just did not look good. And so I was like, no, I don't think I do. But I had a call at 7 p.m. And it's like a little after six right now. I'm not that hungry. I don't really love steak and shake. But there we are. And so I said, you know what, just get me the single steak and shake or steak sandwich, whatever it's called. Get me that. And so he got me that. I came home, still not that hungry. I ate it. It was okay. It wasn't that great. I had some fries with it. That's that. Okay, so why, why did I just tell you that? This exact situation is why many of you think Intuitive eating isn't working for you. Because what likely would have happened is in that moment in the car, you're at the drive-thru, someone says, Do you want something? It would have felt like an absolute panic attack. Am I hungry? Am I not? Am I hungry? Am I not? Am I hungry? Am I not? Oh my gosh, I don't know. Should I eat this? I don't know. What I don't really like it, so I shouldn't, but I'm not restricting anymore. So I should get the burger so I can prove that I'm not restricting. And oh my gosh absolute insanity and then you would either eat the burger and feel like a failure because you weren't really hungry in that moment right you weren't a certain number on a on a hunger fullness scale but you got it anyways and you don't even really like it but you ate it and you ate all those extra calories for what so intuitive eating clearly doesn't work for you does this sound familiar this is what I hear all of the time when people are first trying to figure out intuitive eating, or you're going through it on your own, or you read the book, or you hear someone else doing it, and it looks a lot like that. The intuitive eating is not going to solve your food problems at all. And in fact, The book doesn't even, I don't even know if the book says it's going to. Honestly, I haven't read it in so long, but I don't even think they claim that. Intuitive eating is such a small part of why you're binge eating, why you feel crazy around food, why you're gaining weight, why you can't stop eating once you start. It is a small sliver of all of the work. Intuitive eating is meant to be a tool a part of the process to help you start to get back in touch with your body now the problem is that when many of you start you know if think back to to all of the diets and things and programs and plans that you've tried they all have very clear cut rules here eat this Follow this meal plan. It is cut and dry. It is black and white. How many years of your life have you spent thinking you should just be able to follow this very simple plan and do so effortlessly? None of these things require you or ask you or even encourage you to listen to yourself. They're like, here, just do this. Follow this plan. You're constantly looking to something else to decide what you should eat, to tell you if you can have that, to let you know if you can actually have the extra carbs or whatever. You're never going internally inward and asking yourself, I don't know, what do I want? And again, we go back to those very clear cut black and white rules. I mean, it's like you can have 11 wheat thins, you can have, you know, This much chicken. You can have this much rice. And so, of course, when you're in the drive-thru and you get a cheeseburger when you're not really hungry and then you feel kind of gross afterwards, you are, of course, going to think I failed this because so much of your life is spent trying to follow this exact plan, program, protocol, whatever. To a T. And many of you get off on that. I'm the same way. Like, I love a list too. I love a list. Just tell me what to do, I'm gonna do it. But a, a to do list for your day <laughs> and a to do list for your food are a little bit different. But many, you know, weight loss people or whoever don't tell you that. They're just like, yeah, just here, just follow this. Just follow this. And the frustrating thing is, is that it can look like an adequate meal plan. It can look like enough food. It can make sense on paper. And yet you're still not doing it. That's not the perfect plan for you. That plan, I mean, I don't know. I don't give my clients plans. I I help you figure out what to eat, how to eat, and what works best for you without actually giving you a plan. And that might sound kind of confusing, but, but trust me. It works, it helps, it happens all of the time. You know, again, I just want you to think how many years of your life you have spent looking to a plan or a formula to tell you how to eat. And it probably did work in the beginning. It did for many of us, right? Most of us had a lot of success in the beginning when we started trying to diet, restrict, or lose weight. Like it really worked, It worked for managing anxiety. It worked for weight loss. It worked for everything. And over time, that, quote, willpower or that strength erodes. And you reach the point where you're like, if I even think about cutting out a certain food, I binge my face off because it's just you get so reactive, like you lose that ability to restrict yourself to follow those plans and it's not your fault. It's not that you've done something wrong. Okay, so going back to intuitive eating. In that moment, I simply made the decision. My thought was, I have a call in 45 minutes. I I'm exhausted. I do not want to go home and cook anything. I know that I'm probably going to be hungry in an hour anyways. My call is over an hour long. So if I don't eat now, I'm not going to get to eat until 830. So just give me the damn cheeseburger. I'm just going to eat it and I'm not that hungry and I don't actually like it and everything is fine. So many of those food people, food rules, diets are like, don't waste anything. Any calories. Like, if you're not hungry, stop. It's not worth it. And I mean, okay, whatever. Sometimes you eat when you're not hungry. Another example I want to give about intuitive eating um, is Henry. I taught him how to make pancakes the other day, and I was not hungry. I had just had bacon and eggs and toast, and he was on spring break. And he had mentioned he wanted to uh, learn how to make pancakes, so we did it. And he was very proud of himself, and he wanted me to have one. I was full. I did not want a pancake. It didn't sound good. I didn't feel like eating one. And guess what? I ate a pancake, and I told him how great it was because he wanted me to have a pancake. It's just not that big of a deal. Sometimes you eat food when you're not physically hungry. Sometimes you eat food because an 11-year-old just made it for you and he's super proud of himself and you want to support him. Sometimes you go to your in-laws and, you know, they're passing around some kind of appetizer that your mother-in-law made and she's looking at you and you aren't hungry and you don't like it and you put it in your mouth and you smile and you nod and you tell her it's delicious. (laughs) Just, that's just what you do sometimes. And sometimes you don't. And this is where a lot of you type A people that are like, just tell me what to do. I just want a set of rules to follow. Freak out around intuitive eating because it is day to day. It is day to day. And the beautiful thing about this is that ultimately it helps you create trust with yourself. Again, I cannot tell you the connection between binge eating and complete lack of self-trust and learning to listen to your body, eat when you're hungry, stop when you're full, not use a damn plan, are connected. Like all of those attempts at at outsourcing our, our confidence and our hunger and fullness, like we're literally looking at fitness calculators and steps taken and workout calories burned to tell us if we can eat completely shut off from our body. Like doesn't it's irrelevant. Body, shut up. Which leads us to be out of calibration with our hunger and fullness. You've probably been there too where it's like you're you're super hungry and you aren't eating or you're super full, you're stuffed and yet you're still putting food in your face and you feel sick. You are not learning to listen to or trust your body at all. And you ended up binge eating, not because of the food, but because you weren't listening to yourself earlier. You were actually hungry for a big ass salad or a sandwich for lunch, but all you got was a small salad, you know, or you really wanted to have the spaghetti that everyone else was having at dinner, but instead you had the salad or you made your own thing. And then there you are later eating a bunch of food, feeling like shit. All of this is goes back to these plans and programs are pushing you away from trusting yourself. Making you believe that there is a perfect level, perfect point of hunger at which you should eat. A perfect point of fullness that you should stop. But the truth is sometimes we eat when we're not hungry because we have a call in an hour or we want to make someone feel good. So we eat it. But you know, on the flip side of this, I used to get so much anxiety early on going to birthday parties. Cause I was like, damn it. I know I have to eat the cake. I have to eat the cake. I have to eat the cake. And I was, I just where with where I was. I, I wasn't at a place where I could eat a piece of cake and not go to the store after and buy an entire Cake. Like that was just what I did. And so I would get so nervous about going to these parties because I knew I needed to eat the cake. But I also knew if I did, it was just going to be an afternoon of binging afterwards. And then eventually I got to the point where I was like, I'm not going to this person's party because they want to see me eat their cake. (laughs) They don't really care or even notice if I have cake. That's the least important thing. If I'm going to this person's party, I probably love them. And if they had any idea how much anxiety I was feeling around this piece of cake, they'd be like, dude, just don't eat the cake then. It's fine. That's more for me. I'll have some tomorrow. Who cares? Nobody's inviting you to their party because watching you eat cake is the most important thing to them. (laughs) Sometimes we don't eat the food. You see what I'm saying? There's this massive gray area with how you eat, what you eat, when you eat, why you eat, that is so much more nuanced than just a meal plan or just calories in, calories out. You are a human being, with many different situations in your life. And sometimes we eat for emotional reasons. Sometimes we don't always get our hunger and fullness right. Sometimes we overeat at a meal and feel sick for an hour or two later. But here's the thing with fullness. It always passes. Every single time. Every single time. I don't care how much food you eat, you're going to get hungry again. It's always coming back around. And so it's It's sitting through some of those moments earlier on of discomfort to (coughs) ultimately, excuse me, to ultimately get you back to trusting yourself. Okay, so I had that cheeseburger, didn't love it, didn't feel great, not a big deal. Not a big deal at all. Because I've lowered the the emotional intensity that I used to have around food. That used to spiral a a massive binge, so much guilt, so much anxiety, having to work out extra, everything you can think of. And and instead, it was just like, I I mean, I didn't want to cook anything. Ultimately, it came down to that. I did not want to cook anything when I got home. So I was like, yeah, makes sense for me. I'm going to do this. I'm going to eat this thing I don't really love. That doesn't mean I'm not intuitively eating. In fact, I would say that's really intuitively eating. I mean, I was very aware, like, I don't really want this. It's not my favorite, but I definitely don't want to go home and cook something. So this is what I'm going to do. The goal is not to eat perfectly all of the time. You know what that turns into? An eating disorder. (laughs) We've probably all done that where it's like, oh, my food was perfect. Oh, you mean just like super restrictive. Okay, so if you're feeling like I can't get intuitive eating right that, that sentence in and of itself is telling me that you are still clinging to a set of rules around food. And when you have these rules around food, you will inevitably fail. You will inevitably mess it up, have one bite too much, have an extra plate too many, eat more than you wanted, whatever, instead of just, whew, okay. I wasn't that hungry and I ate it and the world is still spinning. It's not that big of a deal. What I eat in a day or a week or a month is not a big deal. Same thing with working out. So you work out every day for 30 days. Cool. If you don't work out for the next 11 months, those 30 days aren't going to mean anything at all. If you eat like shit for a, a month, and then you go back and you just kind of go back to nor- the way that you normally eat in a way that feels good. So let's say you were on vacation or you're traveling or it's the holidays and you've just been snacking and eating tons of cookies or whatever, and you've gained weight and you feel terrible. And then a couple weeks after you get back into your routine, it's going to be a moot point. It's not going to mean anything. Intuitive eating is not something you can pass fail, get right. And again, I know as a, as a type A type woman, that's just like, just tell me what to do. I can't, how will I ever figure this out if I don't know what to eat? But it's really looking at, has that ever actually worked long-term? Has the perfect, like you could have the bet, the person that's the best in the world write you a meal plan. It doesn't matter. We both know that. Okay. Intuitive eating is not something you can get right. It's a small piece of the equation. All right, my friends, thanks for being here. I'll be back next week. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. If you liked what you heard today, and you're wondering how we can work together and the different offerings I have, be sure to visit reneesager.com to learn more. And in the meantime, stay ballsy.